other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the AC Report. best-known personalities in Atlantic City journalism had passed away. And look, I'm a a very proud New Yorker, but if I I was ever exiled from New York and forced to find somewhere else to call home, it would absolutely be within the 48 blocks of Atlantic City. For my money, which there's less of every time I visit Atlantic City, there is uh, no place as interesting as Atlantic City, New Jersey. Whether you haven't visited in five years or you've never been there, it's a a surreal experience visiting there. And uh, one of the people that for so many years in print, on television, and on the radio that did a great job capturing Atlantic City for what it was, if both from a casino perspective, a news perspective, even a sports perspective, was David Spatz. He had been a, a radio talk show host. He had been a writer for the press of Atlantic City. And he had had a very successful television program as well. And we received word uh, this week that he had passed away at the age of 71. And so no longer would you hear or see Curtain Call with Dave Spatz. From our studio in Atlantic City and tonight... From the music box at Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa, I'm David Spatson. And when I thought about who to invite on the program uh, to talk about uh, David Spatz' impact on media in South Jersey and Atlantic City and why he resonated so well with the people of South Jersey, the first person that came to mind uh, was uh, David Kosky. Uh, Dave Kosky is somebody that has worn multiple hats over the years. We've had people on this show that have been casino executives, and he's done that for some of the most successful casinos in Atlantic City, uh, the Borgata, the Ocean. We've had people that have been very involved in the uh, South Jersey or Philadelphia sporting community, and he's done that as executive vice president of the 76ers. But he also was the president and the general manager of Longport Media for several years in Atlantic City, and they still run and own some great radio stations, uh, including the one that uh, David Spatz used to broadcast on. And I am thrilled that uh, David Kosky has agreed to either stay up late or get up early for us. Dave, it's great to talk with you. Thanks so much. It's great to uh, reconnect with you. I'm sorry it's uh, on the occasion of Dave Spatz's death. 
Hey Frank, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on, and, and uh, yeah, I wish we were uh, wish we were reconnecting under better circumstances, but unfortunately, what can you do? Yeah, no. So uh, a lot of people listening around the country now, Dave, they may be hearing David Spatz's name for the first time. Who was he? Well, David was probably. Uh, I, I think you can say that he's the, the original entertainment writer, entertainment columnist for Atlantic City because he started with the Atlantic City Press. He was already working for the Atlantic City Press when casino gaming was passed in New Jersey. And he became their first uh, reporter dedicated specifically to the entertainment industry of Atlantic City. So David was the person when Frank Sinatra came to town, sat down with him or, you know, whoever whoever it was. And if you worked at a casino, Truthfully, um, you know, at, at that time, especially in the in the mid 1980s, every every newspaper in New York City, Philadelphia, they all had beat writers that that covered Atlantic City, and it was it was a it was a you know a really special time in the city. But none of those beat writers um, was respected more by the industry and by the entertainers than David Spatz. He uh, he just had a he had a gift that um really was able he was able to put entertainers at ease and and so many times when you were on the casino side and you were scheduling an interview you'd have to spend time convincing the entertainer or the entertainer's management you know why this reporter was important to talk to you know can you talk to him can you talk to her with david spatz you never had to do that because david spatz his his name alone was you know Hey, we have an opportunity with David Spatz. Okay, great. You know, when can we sit down with him? He was, and David was uh, over the years became. Uh, uh, we used to, we used to kind of joke with him because you know you've always run into a person in your life who's a name dropper, and David Spatz could be the ultimate name dropper. But for real, you know, you could you could bring up anybody, and David could tell you with amazing clarity about the time that he sat down with that person and what they talked about. And then they went out to breakfast afterwards. And he was just, it was a different time in Atlantic city. And, and David Spatz was, um, was really the, the, the best that came along. He had, he had a gift that uh, is, is hard to match. And, and uh, I, I know that he was one of the few reporters that uh, was able to get in with Sinatra every time he, you know, wow. there's never any, Never anything. Just, you know, uh, David, David Spatz wants to talk to Frank Sinatra. Frank says fine. You know, it was, it was, uh, David was a, was a very special person. I, I'm imagining that you uh, got to know Dave uh, and work with him when you were both at uh, Longport Media. Uh, we've seen a lot of people on radio be very successful over, year, over the years and not be able to make that transition to television. A lot of people in print not be able to make the transition to radio. But he did all three uh, flawlessly. How was he able to pull that off? What made him so effective at being sort of a triple threat, print, TV, and radio? Well, you know, Frank, you were um, you were talking about it with your radio show a few minutes ago, where you you talked about how people have said that a lot of your your subject matter is interesting, and that was one of the things that I think that was special about David is that whoever he sat down with, he was able to find uh, a 
you know, a relatable subject. And, and, you know, it, it, it's funny cause, uh, he, he started his TV, um, he started his TV work first before radio. Uh, yeah, I brought him on board at Longport media because I thought he would be a great news director for us. And, uh, you know, to be able to do some of his entertainment, but more importantly to be our news director. But, um, when he was still with the press of Atlantic city, he started doing his curtain call show, which he and, uh, a, a producer director in, in Atlantic city, Jake Lassie managed to syndicate at one point they were on 51 TV stations around the country. Wow. And, and, you know, it was, it was just David doing what he did with the press, just sitting down and talking to, um, you know, talking to uh, an entertainer and, and finding relatable subjects. And, you know, you're one of his, one of his closest friends is one of your uh, associates at WABC. Who is that? He and, he and Tony Orlando have had a, have had oh. a relationship probably 35, 40 years and very, you know, really very close personal relationships. Wow, I, I knew they knew one another. I guess I didn't realize their relationship went back uh, that far. And um, no, so they're, they're actually, I think they uh, they managed to uh, to uh, really uh, build a friendship, especially over their uh, love for fishing too. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, we're overdue for a conversation with Tony uh, soon too. So I'm gonna next time Tony's on, I'm gonna ask him a little bit about Dave's bats as well. Uh, what are you up to these days, uh, Dave? I, I alluded to the fact that you've worn a lot of hats over the years, uh, both from a media perspective and a media pitching perspective, conceito perspective, and a sporting perspective. What are you up to these days? Uh, I'm with my wife. We have a uh, publishing company down in South Jersey where we publish several tourism uh, publications and uh, still do uh, still do a little bit of marketing. I'm I'm, I'm lucky enough to. Uh, be able to uh, to work from home for the first time. Now it's, uh, I work out of my office at home. I uh, commuted to Philadelphia for almost 20 years, and now it's uh, now it's nice to uh, be able to stay a little bit closer to home on a regular basis. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Do you do you get down to uh, Atlantic City much these days? Um, yeah, you know, I I I, uh, I still have you know reason to go into the city occasionally. It's obviously not like I did. Um, during my career, I um, more or less was there 24 hours a day at that time. But uh, no, it, it yeah, it's you, you're right. It, it's a it's a really uh, complex and interesting place, and and uh, sometimes it's a lot deeper than than uh, what you uh, see in headlines. Uh, no, I, I can imagine. From your perspective, as somebody that worked there for a long time in the kind of the the heyday of Atlantic City, and then as somebody that worked there when it was really having a difficult time, as somebody that's worked at uh, at Trump properties, at Borgata, the Ocean, uh, independently owned casinos, corporate owned casinos, how do you think Atlantic City's doing uh, right now, business wise, tourism wise, and sort of just in, overall with respect to the the feel of the city itself? How is it going right now? Uh, I. Look, I think that well, um, online gaming obviously has been um, has been a, uh, a really needed shot, and um, I, I think that one of the difficult things from a perception standpoint for Atlantic City is that often people look at it and they're like, "Yeah, but you know, their numbers are down. Down to what? Down from 
25 years ago when there was no competition? Yeah, that they they probably would be. Because, <laughs> yeah, down from well, six no, billion it, to two billion. That's still nice to have the two billion. It, it, exactly. The the casinos in Atlantic City still do well. Do they do as well as they did in 1987? No, they don't, and they never will because you know it's the it's the the pie theory. There's more cuts out of the pie now. You know the the uh, or or actually the better. Better analogy is with with uh, you know use use television. Back in 1986, you had four major networks, so everybody was concentrated on those four major networks. Now you have 120 channels. There's still people that are watching television. It's just that it's much more diluted, and that's much the case in gaming. I I believe you know when you when you add when you add Pennsylvania casinos and New York casinos and Maryland casinos and Delaware casinos, there's just more opportunity. But Atlantic City still offers the complete package, which not everybody can offer. And and also the ability to be able to to stroll from one casino to the other. Most people have, have their favorites, but there's also people who like a little diversity and, mm. and like to move between properties. And, and Atlantic City is really, you know, if you're not, if you're not going to Las Vegas or Reno, it's, one of the few places where you can do that. Now that you're not employed by a casino, I can ask you this and have some expectation of objectivity on this one. We're talking with Dave Kosky, longtime um, media professional and marketing consultant and marketing manager over the years. If you were recommending a casino for someone who's visiting for the first time to visit, it could be anyone, um, what, are, what are you recommending? I I still uh <clears throat> I still am uh, a fan of Borata and uh I think that the uh, uh I think Ocean right now has an amazing facility but um Borgata has just done it right for so long and I think that's one of the reasons why their numbers have been as strong as they have been for so long that um Borgata is still my favorite. Well, Dave, it is always a treat to talk with you. I look forward to seeing you soon, and uh, pretty soon, before you know it, my wife and I are going to make our annual um, pilgrimage down to Cape May, and I know you're right near there, so hopefully we'll be able to see you on the way and uh, and connect in person sometime soon. That'd be great, Frank. Take care, and love your show. Thank you. Thanks so much. I appreciate that, and uh, and you, you're, you have an open invitation. Anytime you feel like coming on, we'd love to hear from you. Take care. Thank you, uh, Dave Kosky. You want to comment on any portion of our conversation about David Spatz or Atlantic City in general? You're welcome to. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. In a moment, big day in our family today. I'll tell you why. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 